I love Friday. Dueling genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we end the dream of Rocky Two one said piano at a time. I'm Doug. And I'm Jason. Back here for Friday with us is Pete the Retailer. Friday. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're oh, welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having right. us, Pete. <laughs> uh, seriously, man, it's been an honor having you on the show. Mm-hmm. We had a great week. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was a, it's been a fun week. I'm glad to... Uh, Glad we're finally getting some resolution to this stairway scene here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty tightly wrapped in these mm-hmm. five minutes here. Uh, today, we're knocking out minute 50, which begins with Mickey questioning Rocky's dignity, and it ends with the businessman Apollo action figure. Mm. Before okay. We were talking yesterday about man slapping man, mm-hmm. and I was just like thinking, I, I, I've never been slapped. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never, ever, ever been slapped. You never double-crossed a girl? I've double-crossed a girl. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't slap me. That wasn't the question. (laughs) Right. I didn't say that. I said I've never been slapped. I got to admit, part of me was just waiting there for a second, letting it it sit, just in case, you know, Doug decided to slap you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say it didn't cross my mind. (laughs) Have you been slapped? I've been slapped. By women or men? Uh, I... <laughs> Sorry, I can't. It's Friday. <laughs> Got a little giddy on Friday. I can't say I've ever been slapped by a guy. Uh, I have been slapped by girls before, and uh, as I said before, my son challenged me to a <coughs> fight. Oh man, I, just, I was looking at you, right, and then I had a cough, and I turned and just coughed directly into the microphone instead of just <laughs> your kid slapped you. Get it? Yeah. No, I've been slapped. Oh, I've never been slapped. It hurts. Pete, slap. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've been intentionally slapped. I think, again, like, yeah, my my kids, maybe. I think I've definitely just lack of control of their bodies have, have hit me in the face with, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't think I've been, ever been intentionally slapped that I can think of. You've never double-crossed a girl? Again, that's not, that's not a question. <laughs> Two different that's questions. we're here to discuss. Um, I'm jealous of my friend Radke uh, has gotten a drink thrown in his face, which I'm like, that's, a, mm. that's, a, that's a good level. That's very dramatic. Never had that done either. That's a, no. that's real old timey yeah. kind of uh, insult to injury kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. But no. No, I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've been slapped. Oh, here's oh, to hoping. No, wait a minute. Maybe I can picture maybe like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking away. back to like, you know, tiffs that I had with friends in school in, in in middle school or something like that, where it was like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw punches, but like we could yeah. a little bit like, slap it out. You know, it's it's like a minimal physical activity that we could get up in each other's faces, literally. Hmm. But I don't, I don't no, I don't. I can't remember any specifics, so I'll say no. Like okay. a full forced. No, I've never, I can I can yeah. confidently say I've never been slapped. Okay, hmm. first time for everything. It's still early. We'll see. Um, so to uh, uh, continue from yesterday, mm-hmm. when uh, Mickey tells Rocky that he's like royalty around here, he asks him, "You want to see? You want these guys seeing you carrying towels and buckets around?" Mm. He asks him, "Where's his dignity?" I mean, does that is that a lack of dignity? Is that a loss of dignity if he 
if he does that. And yes. we'll see we'll see later in a few weeks that it, it actually is. Yes. I believe it <laughs> right. is. But I I mean he asked Mickey if he can help out around the gym. But why does that have to mean carrying buckets and towels? Like why what can't other he help is there? Why can't he help train fighters? Good point. Yeah, I don't know if there's that probably doesn't pay mm-hmm. enough. Training? I'm assuming that yeah, like the I don't know. Although maybe, you know, if he they could probably start to sell it as, hey, Rocky's training people, so they could, you know, that might bring people in. But there's probably not, I don't know. My my other question was if he says he says if he can't fight, he still wants to be around it. Now, does he, does he want to work at the gym so he can still be around it? Or is he looking to, to like, help with the bills like get some no, money yeah. for... See, this is my problem with Rocky. Oh, okay. So he says he says he says I gotta be around it, right? Mm-hmm. But he says it like in that sad vo- like that. I gotta be around it, like you know. He's making like a revelation here. So here's my problem. As I said earlier in the week, Monday, and I actually said this last week a couple times, where I feel like they they're making you think that Rocky um, is trying to support his family, and that's the most important thing to him. That was Adrian and the unborn child. Um, so he's trying to find all these jobs, odd end jobs. He's trying to find something to support the family. He can't. So then he goes back to boxing in order to find a way to support his family. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, is it that or is it that he goes back to boxing because in his heart, deep down inside, in his soul, he's a warrior. He's a boxer. Like Apollo Creed says in Rocky Four, like it's, you know, it's in us, man. Like you, it, you can't shake it. You have to get in the ring and fight. Is that what Rocky's about or is it about supporting his family? They're two different things. The movie makes you believe that he goes back to boxing again up to this point we're watching this we're doing this minute by minute makes you believe at this point that he's going to go back to boxing because he can't support adrian any other way right hasn't but now when he's going to mickey he's saying i just gotta be around it makes you think well he's missing a part of him by not being able to fight like that's all he's known isn't you know for a long time now was boxing and fighting and now he's not able to do it and he's missing that part so like i i said i had brought this question up last week where I said, would it be a different movie if Rocky was actually able to get a job? Let's say he did get that office job he was so coveting, you know, the receptionist job. You know, let's say he did get the job, and he was working that job, and he was paying the bills, and he was providing for his family, and they were making money, and everybody was happy, and he was home every day for dinner, living this wonderful little life. But in the back of his head, he was kind of like, this isn't what I want to do. I want to be a fighter. I'm a fighter. You can't take it away from me. And then at some point, he confronts Adrian and says, I'm going back to fighting. And she goes, why are you going to go back to fighting? Look what we've built here. We have a job. We have a child. We have all this. But because it's in me. I'm a fighter. That's what we do. That's what I do. You know, you can't take that away from me. Two different completely different movies completely different scenarios and i have i kind of feel like they kind of like blur the lines a little bit like i don't know what i still i don't know what it is why he's going back to fighting yeah yeah it's probably i mean i'm not sure that he knows you know he's it's probably a little bit of both in his book but which one is stronger which one is the one that's you know pulling him more i think not that i know i've never written a movie (laughs) I think they should have done it the other way, where he was able to support her family, but just a desire to get back in the ring and see, especially now that he, he got his first real big shot and he went the distance with the champion, now he now he should be sitting back going, I wonder what it could have been. What what could I become? What could I what could I do now? And and just I would have rather seen that where he was able to support a family, but he just couldn't shake the boxing. Right. Yeah. I 
I can see that. That's more honest, kind of with with what he's probably feeling mm-hmm. than the the like. I don't know. I feel like also, and it that is tough though, because then it makes it seem like he's got to do it because there's a little bit of a nobility to it. Mm-hmm. There's like I'm I'm providing for my family, even though it's like you know he's he's putting himself in danger in order to do so. It's not really. If they make this movie, which they did, or whatever, if, if they play the angle of he goes back to boxing because he needed to support his family, there's a lot of holes in that theory. Because as I said before, earlier in the week, it, you know, he, he doesn't want the menial job, the menial manual labor job, but then he does it in the meat factory and he seems okay with it. And like I said, then he's depressed and he gets laid off. So why couldn't he just go find another job? Maybe in this case here, it's the classic, um, you don't really want the thing until it's taken away from you. So maybe he did come to Mickey's door with the intention of getting back into fighting to support his family. But once Mickey says it's over, you, you know, you can't see anymore. He took that away from him and he's like, oh man, like boxing is a part of me. I, I do need to be around it. And I didn't realize until Mickey just stripped it away from me. Right. I don't think enough time passed off to have that revelation. Like it's I think a, he, immediate. It's 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 instantaneous. <laughs> like I think for, for that theory, like Rocky would have had to listen to me and be like, you know what, make you right. I am done. Go home for a couple of days, let it, let it stew, mm-hmm. and then come back and be like, you know, you know, you know what, Mickey, you know, I have to be right. like, you know, I I, right. I I see that as a point, but I think more time would have had to have passed. Or like he does go get another job. He gets the office job or something like that, and he realizes like hey, this isn't this isn't me at all. Like I do have to be around it. I can't do like in you know in in Creed, which that's an example of that where Adonis, you know, his uh, the, the Cosby mother gets him a job. Mm-hmm. He goes out. He has a job. He's making a ton of money. He's successful at it. He's doing really well. But for you know wanting to be a fighter is in his blood, and he can't shake that to the point where he's going to Mexico to Tijuana to fight. Right. And then he just realizes at some point that he's he's never. Gonna, he's not gonna be able to live with himself. He's not going to ever, you know, have a have a life where he's not gonna want to see this dream through and get into this. So that's an example of what this could have been, right? Well, they couldn't waste time going from Mickey telling him no to him getting a real job and then realizing he wants to be a fighter because they need to fill up about fifteen minutes with a goddamn coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, it, it's a good point because. His uh, his motivations are are a little muddied here. Like, which one is it? Do you want to support the family, or is it in your blood? Uh, it's a question that I don't think we're going to get an answer to. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I almost feel like they kind of doubt, didn't know what which way to go, so they kind of dabble a little bit in both. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in my book readings, some of that will come to light. There you go. I'd rather never the novelization. know. That's, that's usually where they go deeper into that stuff. Yeah, the, and the reason why I keep referring to the novelization, which really drives Jay up a wall because I do a terrible Rocky impression when I mm. when I read, but uh, it's because, like, yes, you, what you see on scene is what surface level, and in the book, it's everything that Rocky's thinking and feeling, which I think has already provided us some great insight into. Mm-hmm. Because it starts like just like the movie starts with the last few minutes of Rocky One, right? You know the 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 moment in Rocky One where he he goes down and Mickey's trying to tell him to stay down, stay down, and uh, you know in in Rocky's mind he's saying like why st- tell me to stay down? Why why would he tell me to stay down? I came here to fight. 
I came here to go to distance. The staying down isn't an option. And yes, of course, we knew that. But to actually hear it from Rocky's perspective, it, it was, I don't know, it, it's a lot more interesting to me. And a lot of it is ramblings of a madman. In, incoherent ramblings. Right. Well, well speaking, I, we talked a little bit about his uh, mix saying, talk about Rocky's dignity. But I, I played it back once or twice, and I'm pretty sure he says dignity. <laughs> Which once I typed it, it was really a fun word. <laughs> Dignity. Is that a, a, a Mickeyism for something else? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Dingity. 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 It's an old Jewish word meaning <laughs> something. I'm not good at improv. That's what it means. It means I'm not good at improv. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. Uh, well, but when uh, the, when Rocky says, "I just got to be around it." Again, it's like that conversation we had about athletes after they retire. They they feel like they just have to be around it, whether they get into coaching or uh, analysis or broadcasting or something. They mm-hmm. you don't you rarely see a guy. I mean, you do see a guy retire and just walk away, but a lot a lot of times they either get back into coaching or you see, especially the big stars. It seems like the big stars come back for uh, some sort of broadcasting or analysis job yeah it's a blend it's either like a big star who comes back or it's like a guy who you don't really it's like oh yeah he was okay right like you vaguely remember him but they just were such a student of the game that it's like oh wow okay they they have a lot of stuff to say like that's why they're here i see that a lot in baseball like so a lot of the the managers that play again it's like you you never heard or you might have like uh somewhere down the line say, Oh, I remember that guy's name. Right. And, um, you know, they weren't top players on their team, but, but they, they know, they know baseball. They know how the game's played. They know like the nuances to it. Right. You know, the, uh, I'd say the, the, the bigger stars are more suited for broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't qualify that <laughs> statement. <laughs> draws in the name you know the name will draw people in so like you know if you have when you have a rod on your show you're gonna you know not that he's not uh you know a competent analyst but that like just the name alone is people are gonna just be looking mm-hmm. probably for him you know they're gonna they're gonna listen they're not gonna you know switch the channel just because it's him talking and he's he's a bigger a recognizable face he was the uh the name i was thinking of when i was saying that to a rod yeah but the, the you rarely see the these top level superstar players becoming managers. Like you do, and they fail. Right, but the the, right. the managers are usually the like just now in the World Series you had Alex Cora. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, you had you know Aaron Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a thing I just saw the other day was a it was I forgot what year it was but it was, it was one year of the Tampa Bay Rays team lineup and all nine starters were are now managers. And oh, successful yeah? managers huh. like um, uh, uh, Aaron Boone was on the team. Um, Dave Roberts was on the team. Hmm. Uh, the the um, <sighs> what team was it? The Rays. Talk about yourself, second. I still have the <laughs> message sitting right here. You know what I noticed too, and we're going down like a baseball rabbit hole here. But a lot of successful managers are former catchers. Hmm. And they say that the catching position, the catcher is like the general of the field because they're really the only player that can see the entire field in front of them. And they kind of like uh, control the 
the pace of the game and whatnot. I don't have the year, but it's a temporary Devil Rays uh, starting lineup. I'm, I'm not sure when it's from, but Dave Roberts, Rocco Baldelli, Bell, Dave Bell, David Bell, Dave Bell, Alex Cora, Brad Asmus, Aaron Boone, Gabe Kapler, Kapler, AJ Hinch, and Craig Council are all current major league managers. Of the entire starting lineup. Really? Yeah. And what what did they do that year? Who knows? all right they probably played a a a very sound you know game good solid fundamentals (laughs) (laughs) no errors but yeah scored two runs it was just a well-played game (laughs) right yeah so you could tell again mickey feels bad about breaking rocky's heart but he knows what's best Mm -hmm. he knows it's it's the right thing and then we see the saddest Rocky of all time. Just the thanks a lot, Mick. Thanks a lot, Mick. Just ready yeah. to cry, holding back tears, just almost breaking down. He's trying to hold back tears. He's doing a very poor job of it, though. It's sad to see him in this position. This is a guy that a couple months ago was on top of the world here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it seemed very much to me like a uh, between the he's turning around with the backpack, walking away, and the music <laughs> is kind of the soft piano thing. It's yep. totally the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Oh yeah. Like, He's going to just wander, wander the streets. It's that, I mean, it makes you as a viewer feel something. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing he's got going for him right now is his wife's health is A-OK, so that's really, mm-hmm. really it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the first time we've had that Hulk uh, parallel. Either. No, it's the same. It's it yeah. the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's such a... Yeah, it's a... We did it, yeah, a lot in the, um, in the first Rocky, because any time... You know, like uh, when Mr. Gazzo yelled at him and the little girl that he walked home told him to, to go uh, screw you, creepo. It's once he's left in like his solitude, then the sad music starts. So it's, it is just like that uh, Dr. Banner. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to see who oh, sorry. wrote that. No, I was trying to looking up who wrote The Incredible Hulk. The sad, what is it? Sad Man or something like that. Then. Sad Man? Is that what, what, what the piece is called? The Lonely Man theme. It's a guy named Joe Harnell. So he he's not anybody that I've necessarily heard of. Yeah, I was going to say, is that the f- most famous thing he's done? He was like, that was like the end of his career, pretty much. He did a lot of stuff in like, like 50s and 60s, looks like for, you know, actual like pop music. And then... Uh, That's also been parodied a ton of times, too. Yeah, totally. I'm reading more about the guy, the, the guy who wrote that. This has nothing to do with Rocky anymore, but the guy who wrote the Incredible Hulk Lonely Man theme. It's from T-Neck. Oh. And uh, his son is, is Jess Harnell, who's a voice actor. He's a wacko from, from Animaniacs. Oh, man. And a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. There you go. Yeah, it's a family business. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy wrote under the comments on the, on the YouTube on the song. This is the song you play when you're taking a shower and find out there's no towel in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. It's funny, Potato 453. So we have a full 13-second look at Rocky walking down the stairs and leaving. Mm. It's, a, it's a long walk. It's a long, sad walk. Yeah, well, it's a, you know, he's got a... If he just walked out and they cut to the next scene, it wouldn't be as poignant. They need to have that. Like, he's got to actually make it out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the dog. Like, the door closes and it, like, closes. The mm. door closes on Rocky's dream. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Exclamation point. And we cut to uh, businessman Apollo. Is that 
his bag of fan mail. Mm. No, that's his bag of hate mail. Yeah, hate mail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks oh, yeah. like look. There's look. There's like two of them almost. There's two. Yeah, mm-hmm. two bags. But he was the last time I think we saw Apollo. He was reading mm-hmm. his his hate mail at, in his house. Mm. So he gathered up all this hate mail and brought it to the office. Maybe someone's delivered there. Someone's over the house. There's there's a lot of hate mail. That's a lot of hate <coughs> mail. But here's Apollo talking about if I'm promoting this fight myself, right? No more Jurgens. I wasn't even thinking about no more Jurgens. I was thinking about what fight is he talking about? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Is he, he like when you first hear that you're you're think like think the there's been no set. talk. Right, he's making it sound like that the fight is set, the rematch is a go. Like if I'm promoting right. the rematch myself, hmm. what do you, what is he talking about? He should say, "Should this fight happen, I'll be promoting it myself." No, he's yeah. Well, he's got it all built up in his head, I'm sure, by this point. But that just goes to show you what we've talked about many times already is that in Rocky's life, a lot has happened since the fight. You know, mm-hmm. we, we okay, I said earlier this week he got married. He got his wife knocked up. He bought all this Rolexes and Trans Ams. He tried to find some jobs. He worked in the meat plant. He, you know, a lot has gone on in his life. And it just seems like Apollo, like nothing has gone on in Apollo's life other than Apollo just thinking about Rocky and thinking about this rematch and redemption for what happened. He's having a hard time moving forward. He really is. He's not moving forward at all. He's just, he's just obsessed with Rocky. So these these men have these. It's kind of funny because the, these men have lived completely different lives since the fight, and the guy who won is is having a tougher time getting through this than the guy who lost. Interesting. That they're both. Yeah, he's having a hard time getting over that over that, but not like he's obviously living comfortably. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no. but he's not really. He's living comfortably, but he's not happy. That's the whole thing. No, and it's detailed a few times in the book what a hard time he he's having. Moving forward. This right here is my problem with the, the freaking book. <laughs> is is because you telling me that the book is written in Rocky's point of view, where he's reflecting back on this whole thing or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But it's written from Rocky's point of view. It's Rocky's feelings. It's Rocky's what's going on inside Rocky's mind, mm-hmm. reflecting back on this. How the f- does he know what Apollo's going through? You can't have the a one-sided story where it's only what's going on in Rocky's life. But that's you. you, oh. pl- you that's what you play. That's what the book is advertised. Have Rocky's thoughts on what happened back then. He does. He has no idea that Ap- what's going on in Apollo's life. But the Apollo Creed scenes aren't written in in that Rocky ease. Oh, really? I don't care what ease they're written. It's, it's the, are they written in like Apollo's kind of narrative? No, it's just like a regular like a, third person. Oh, that's weird. It, oh. Oh, so you're t- Team J on this now? This <laughs> is the. I, I don't know. Hmm. What 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 they what he should have done was rock like alternate chapters like Rocky's point of view on one, and the second chapter would be maybe from Apollo's point of view. Hmm. But you didn't. Rocky's hmm. telling us what Apollo was thinking about. No, he's not yeah. telling us because it's not in you know. Whatever. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I've reached my breaking point. Uh, all right, I won't quit the show, but I'm going to quit this week. Unless you guys have anything else to, I mean, Pete, any last cracks? Anything uh, you want to no. say as Rocky as a whole? Uh, my notes for this were just Dignity and Incredible Hulk. So Dignity, Dignity, and then yeah, we yeah. covered it. Um, but this did make me want to go back and watch Rocky too now, because like I said, I hadn't seen it in forever. Maybe I'll just go back and rewatch the whole series. 
That would be nice. In order. It's totally, you'll feel such nostalgia, especially if you haven't seen it in like 20, 25 years. Yeah. It'll bring you right back to, uh, you know, like 15-year-old Pete. Yeah, I think the first one is the one that I've seen most recently. We watched it just a couple of years ago, maybe. But then, yeah, all the all the sequels, it's been forever. You should go back and watch. I'll wait. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll just be out in the car watching those for a while. <laughs> Until AAA gets here? Yeah. I think they're here. I hear them coming down the street. Oh, is that them? Oh, all right. Is that? All right. All right. All right. I guess we'll wrap it up then. Oh, I'll just have to email you guys, let you know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you want to plug today? Uh, what do I have left? Oh, I, did, uh, I didn't talk about Alphabetical, which we, it came up, I think. But uh, Alphabetical is the, uh, the show where we went through all the Beatles songs in alphabetical order. Um, that was with, with Alex, who I do Star Wars Minute with, and uh, our, uh, my friend Adam, who I did Nerd Geek Dork with, and uh, John, who I do lots of other non-podcast stuff with. And uh, we, we went through... All I think it was like two hundred and sixty something Beatles songs, uh, and we we just went through an alphabetical order, covering all of them and talking about them and rating them and all that stuff, and it was it was fun. But it's over now. One of my favorite parts of that show was when you, uh, when you, you guys talked about your favorite covers of those songs. Oh yeah, because based on that, I sought out the covers to the songs that you guys are covering, and it really like. There are some incredible Beatles covers out there. Yeah, there's some great ones. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Alphabetical. Yeah, we still got that .com. So alphabetical.com. Just take all the .coms. Everything's .com. If we don't, do, if, if we don't get the .com, we don't do the show. That's the... <laughs> no .orgs? No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> all right. Well, we're Rocky Minute everywhere. Uh, DuelingGenre.com uh, is our host website. Mighty Mix is our listeners group. Uh, we have a Tee Public store, very modest Tee Public store, only uh, three or four. Desi- uh, I think we got four designs out there now. So, uh, you know, go buy a shirt. I have them. So I'm the only one supporting me, <laughs> supporting <laughs> us, us, <laughs> supporting the brand. Uh, yeah, but um, I hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll see you next week on a brand new Rocky Minute. What are we waiting for? Take this. No, Jay's gonna make you instantly sad. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough. Nobody loves the Hulk. (laughs) Oh, wow.